20 to 8 you're fr- with SAFM and of course this is the JSB I'm Michelle Constant that's the choice of Da Costa Joao Paulino from Cape Town saying please can you play me the song called Alta Seguranza by Philippe Montero and I have to say Da Costa's please 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 at the end of this WhatsApp was really what made us go ah why not you know when someone is begging that much you just got to like help them out and that's uh, of course uh, the big fat juicy your choice of songs the songs that are going to make you feel good by listening to the radio today that's the question we're also asking you is what do you love most about radio and do you remember the first time you listened to radio the first station you listened to many years ago we're going to be talking about uh, radio trends at the moment, but we thought we'd take you a little bit back in time and uh, see if we could find out. No, we can't do it quite yet, but we'll, we're going to try and do it a little bit later. But, you know, we were hoping to give you squad cars. They prowl the empty streets at night. And then we were hoping to give you Rabubi, Rabubi, but uh, we're still waiting for it to uh, happen for us. So we'll try and get there in a moment. Nevertheless, on the line, we've got uh, Gary Whitaker. Gary is the CEO of the Broadcast Research Council. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Michelle. So, Gary, here's the question. Do you remember the first time you listened to radio? I have very fond memories uh, of listening to the radio, Michelle, and they involve uh, times with my parents, really, Um, and and most of the time in in the car. Uh, Very fond memories. I used to uh, drive to school with my dad. He used to fetch me, and we used to listen to uh, quite um, old music, really. Uh, You know, I was young, but I... I love 60s music, and it just it always brought back fond memories to me. Every time I get into my car and I turn on the radio, I think of my dad, who's oh. uh, not, not with us anymore. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a very special, uh, very special thing for me. It's a very special medium for me. So it is a medium that one can use to communicate with your family and connect with your family as well as you suggest. Gary, there's some interesting research that you guys have come up with. The Broadcast Research Council of South Africa has now released an interim radio data set. Now, this is obviously different to the RAMS data set that usually goes out um, and has not been done because of COVID. So so tell us what the difference yes. would be. Um, well, okay, so j- just for some context, we're in terms of our, well, we call, call it a currency, so for, in terms of RAMS. So the currency was unable to continue due to lockdown because it, the basis of the currency was face-to-face interviewing. And uh, based, locked, based on lockdown regulations and also the, uh, the ethical nature of the research that we do, we don't want to put anyone in harm's way. We, we ended the, the research study, so no more face-to-face interviewing, which means no more data in the market. And um, that, that's obviously a fairly major issue for the, for the radio industry, and we didn't want to go without any radio data whatsoever. So we wanted to get some directional data we wanted to see is what's happened during during lockdown, what happened uh, during COVID, what's happened to date, really, and we wanted to just get a sense at a total radio level. So we we, don't, we haven't released any station level data because this form of research is not currency grade research. This is directional research. So um, at a total level, uh, the health of radio was really really the focus, and we wanted to see hard hard, hard habits. Uh, molded, changed. What, what was different now? Because we live in a very different world. Um, people working from home, 
downtime has changed, lots of homeschooling, etc. So with that comes a lot of change in media consumption habits. So that's really what the study was about. So not necessarily forming a currency for the industry where we're looking at each station at a very granular level and what their listenership is per area, etc. So this was really, really to give us a sense, is radio healthy, really? It, what's interesting about it, it's, it's like a horizontal look at um, radio listening habits. And one of the things that I picked up when I looked at it was that there are longer hours being listened to specifically over the weekend. And mm, I wondered, absolutely. was that because of COVID, maybe specifically on Sundays because people weren't going to church, etc.? Uh, I, I think there are a lot of factors at play here. I, I found it fascinating that there was a lot more listening over the weekend, but I also find it fascinating that uh, y- you hope that the trends that are in your head, that, that you, you rationally plan out in your head, are happening in the research, and they actually did pan out that way. So the amount of time spent listening has gone up substantially, although we're very, very uh, careful not to make direct comparisons with RAMs and and the currency. Mm. We still use it as a base to see, right, so what's the the average number of hours listened to the radio in a day, a week, etc.? And then we look at our interim data, and the interim data is showing a massive increase, which makes sense, because during COVID, uh, radios, for many people, it's it's their only companion, and um, you know, you talk about theater of the mind, that's that's one thing, you know, the, people are by nature very visual, but also when it comes to audio, you it's it's visual in a different way because it's your imagination, you know, you, you're in the studio now, I'm imagining what the studio looks like, I'm imagining you, I'm imagining what's going on in the background there with the producers and, you know, people walking past, etc. What chaos. are you talking about? It's yeah, chaos. yeah. <laughs> And 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 for a lot of people, it's it's this notion of something in the background that that keeps you company. I know when I'm uh, making dinner for my family, I love to have the radio on in the background or something playing in the background where I'm I'm keeping an ear, you know uh, uh, I'm saying an ear out, but uh, you know I'm listening to what's going on so that I don't feel like I'm just solely focused on a task. Yeah. it's it's enjoyable for me. So for a lot of people during lockdown, in your homes. Yeah, we we haven't had that usual human contact. We haven't gone out to our offices. We haven't been able to visit loved ones. We haven't had to have, we haven't been able to have a a lot of social gatherings. So then the radio, not only is it a companion, but also with what's going on in the world. I mean, especially in South Africa, there's a lot going on, uh, not just in terms of COVID, but in terms of, um, you know, what's going on with ESCOM, what's going on with SAA, um, you know, what's going on with all these different inquiries that are going on in our our country and people want to know. And radio is a a trusted advisor. It's, you know, the place that people go to for information um, that they trust. They don't believe that they're being served fake news over the radio. Gary, um, we we mentioned the fact that longer hours on the weekends also, um, interestingly enough, from your research, and we, we are saying that this is, a horizontal research, and it doesn't, as you say, go into the granular per station. But, yes. but what we also saw and see is that people in who are living in peri-urban and rural areas, I mean, you could be living in Kaiskama and in areas right out uh, close to the borders of South Africa, but there's more, res- uh, more listenership coming from those areas as well. Absolutely. And um, I... 
I suppose what this interim data would probably uh, get us thinking about is, is, is delving deeper into these kind of insights and why these things are occurring. But, it, you know, if, if we're inferring into the data, especially in the, in the rural areas where um, electricity is usually an issue, you think about what people have access to. So a lot of people have feature phones. And uh, bear in mind, I'm generalizing. A lot mm. of people have smartphones too. Smartphone penetration is massive. But a lot of people in those areas have feature phones which have uh, FM, AM um, uh, tuners. And, and radio becomes a viable option because you charge your phone and then you've got power for an extended period yeah. of time when load shedding hits, for example. Um, and, and you're able to listen to the radio or you've got a, a, an analog radio set with batteries in it and you continue to be able to be connected to the world even when you feel like you're not connected to the world via electricity. So, yeah, it, again, it's that companion. It's in the, in the areas that are, you know, not as, uh, I don't want to say affluent, but as connected, you know, more sparse. Yeah, it's it's again a medium that lets you feel connected and close. Gary Whitaker, thank you so much for joining us. That's the CEO of the Broadcast Research Council, the BRC, and they've done some uh, broad research on radio listening. How you listen to your radio? Do you listen to it on your cell phone? Do you listen to it on uh, actual uh, radio equipment? Um, I don't even know radio. I don't even know what you call that anymore because um, most of us are listening, I know, on our cell phones as well. But also where you're listening, which part of the country are you listening? And uh, the fact that we're listening apparently for longer hours now and also for longer hours on the weekend. Delighted to hear that that's absolutely critical. Nevertheless, uh, one of you, uh, Graham in East London, thank you so much. You really helped us out here. And uh, do you remember listening to this?